This is a Many Pathways production. Hello and welcome to the Independent Living series of Many Pathways. I'm Jodie Patterson and I'm your host. Today I've got Carol Chambers here to answer some questions about independent living. How are you doing today, Carol? I'm very well, thank you. Um, had a lovely walk on the beach today because it's absolutely gorgeous sunshine outside. Um, don't know what it's like down your oh, way. We've got rain and wind over here. Oh, have you? I'm jealous. No. <laughs> well, I no, I could we be on the beach. Had, yeah, well, we had a lovely walk on the beach with the dog earlier on, so it was lovely. That sounds really good. I'm really jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to start this off by just a little bit of background on yourself and what you do. Could you talk us through a little bit about what you do and what your involvement is in setting up Young People for Independent Living? Certainly. Um, so I am currently a manager for a through care service. So um, that is for young people aged 16 to 21 who have previously been looked after either in children's homes, foster care or secure units. So they come and they live with us and learn their independent living skills with a view of them um, preparing to live in their own tenancies. So that's really where my experience comes in in terms of setting people up in their, their own homes. So once they've learned the independent living skills with us, um, we would then support them to move into their own tenancy and then we provide a package of outreach support for them once they've moved into their tenancies. So um, yeah, and, and that um, includes everything like we will help decorate their flats, things like that. So it's nice for them moving into and we provide them with the basic um, equipment that they would need as well for when they move in, things like plates, cups, cutlery, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So with all of that in mind, and since you do it so often, what would you say is the big first step to independent living? The big first step of independent yeah. living. Um, I, I think one of the things that I would say is um, I, I don't think that you can prepare enough for someone sleeping in a house on their own their very first night you know that's uh, probably the biggest thing for me so what we try and do is make their surroundings as familiar as possible so you know we um, encourage them to take items from their bedroom for instance so that it's uh, familiar to them for their first night of um, sleeping on their own yeah, that's a big thing. That's very important. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. From personal experience, yes. <laughs> you want to feel comfortable in your own space. That's correct, yeah. And, and, you know, when you're moving into your own place in the first night in particular, you know, it's all about new noises, new smells. Um, so, yeah, even, you know, making sure that they have um, their favourite meal for their first night and you know things like that just little sort of personal touches so that they're um it feels as familiar as possible for them yeah so talking about all of that and thinking about the things you bring with you what are the main things you would suggest bringing when you're moving out 
Yeah. I mean, for, for our young people, um, it's generally, you know, things like their bedding. Um, so that they have the same bedding as they had when they lived with us. Um, for one young man, we um, he wanted to take the basket chair from his bedroom so that he had that, and that it reminded him of his period of time living with us, you know, um, that was really important for him. Um, but equally, you know, in, in my service, they have their own, like, cups and plates and things like that, so if they want to take those with them as well, um, they can. Yeah. I think that's... I love that about the chair like just having that kind of comfort thing to be like oh, I remember that time and I was moving on with my life but I've yeah. still got that piece of my old life there like I think that's yeah. so important yeah and also things like um so computer desks and chairs and things like that you know they 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 get to take things like that with them and even you know if they want to take their own bed from our service um they can do that too oh that's fantastic i didn't actually realize they got to take so much with them i didn't realize that yeah that's because so you want it to be as settling an experience as possible so i mean a, a lot of them like um particularly the the girls they would prefer to buy everything new and have a <laughs> new bed and things like that and um, but the boys tend to be more wanting to take stuff with them particularly bedding and beds and things like that yeah it's that it's comfort, comfort thing, thing isn't it yeah definitely that comfort thing Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the main skills that you need for living independently okay so um what what we uh, support our young people to learn during their time with us is I suppose the most important thing is budgeting, budgeting, cooking, um, shopping for food, learning how much things cost. Um, we also do like budgeting plans before they go to consider electricity and gas and bills in general. Um, so what we do is we would take maybe £20 a week out of their allowances well they would give it to us basically um but what happens is at the end when they leave us they get all that money back it's really just to prepare them to know how much money they've got left for buying things that they want to buy um you know but unfortunately once they get into their own place they do tend to you know when they get their money they'll buy things that they don't actually need because they can you know because it's uh, tempting is sitting there <laughs> absolutely absolutely but yeah I would say that's the most important thing because if you don't know what you're going to have to pay for when you move into your own tenancy and if you're not prepared for that you know that can you know you can end off in debt quite quickly um, or end off with no gas and electricity very quickly um, yeah it's a quite a big shock I think as well yeah, shock to the system absolutely. when you realize that much money out of your paycheck has to go on this like... exactly exactly yeah so since we're kind of already covered it but what can people expect when they move into their first place okay um 
I suppose, again, you know, a, a lot of it is about um, how much things are going to cost. Uh, it, it's not cheap living on your own. And, you know, if, if someone's moving out for the first time, whether they're looked after or whether they're, you know, just moving into their own place for the first time, it is a big shock to work out finance. It, it costs a lot. Um, and, you know, I think as well, though, I, there's also this bit that I think you can eat when you want, you know, and not when your mum's maybe made a meal or something <laughs> or, you know, like in, in my house, the young people aren't, um, you know, to be cooking after 10 o'clock at night and things like that. But when you're living on your own, you can actually do that whenever you want. And that's yeah. quite a, a thing. <laughs> getting Sorry, used to the freedom off. of not having that, you know, set in stone routine is very, very hard, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're kind of maybe going off track in terms of what you asked me. Um, can no, you remind me what the question was? It is what you can expect, though, because yeah, when you do yeah. move into your first place, you're so used to having the rules and regulations that, you know, you're, wherever you lived before had. And when you yeah. move in by yourself, you're suddenly left there sitting alone. You yeah. don't have a time scale that you need, unless you've got work, obviously, and that's yeah. your time scale mm -hmm. you know you can that's stay it. up a bit later than you normally would watching tv yeah you know, it's such a big thing i think that's that people it. don't talk about very much yeah there is that newfound freedom but with that newfound freedom is also that um level and type of responsibilities that you have in terms of um considering neighbors for instance yeah. you know if you're watching your tv until three o'clock clock or in the morning or playing a playstation game really loud maybe turn the, the volume morning. down <laughs> yeah that's it it's these things that you learn you know um as you as you settle into your house the the kind of etiquette of the you know your neighbors and considering that there are other people around <laughs> that you. You, you have to consider you know Definitely. Yeah. I think that goes down to, you know, not having parties and <laughs> until three in the morning every single day. And <laughs> Exactly. That's it. But I mean, there is that bit as well, again, in terms of the freedom and you will find that, you know, maybe for the first wee while, it is going to be party central. Maybe not right now because of COVID and everything, but, you know, um, you have that freedom to be able to invite as many friends over as you want and you know um have parties or play games till whatever time in the morning which you weren't able to do when you lived at home you know i'm sure it um, gets old pretty quickly though when you realize <laughs> oh yeah. i've not been by myself in this flat for about two weeks <laughs> i need some space <laughs> that's right uh, Speaking about like neighbours and, you know, if anything were to go wrong in your flat, what contacts would people, should people have handy in case of an emergency? Yeah, I mean, all, all of our young people uh, get a, a pack of emergency telephone numbers, um, who to contact if there's something wrong with your electricity or your water. Um, and you know your landlord information in case there's something wrong with your flat you know if you've got damp 
or whatever. <laughs> um, but also, you know, I think you can never have enough numbers, but I think it's also really important. We provide our young people as well with, um, you know, telephone lines for um, like Samaritans and things like that, because obviously living on your own can be um, at times quite lonely. And again, with COVID, we've had um, a few move out in the past year. And obviously they're not able to go and visit and they're not able to do things that they may have been able to do uh, previously. So, you know, you, I think that it's always a good thing to consider having different telephone numbers for like breathing space or the Samaritans and things like that as well. I think well. there's mind as well. There's quite a few really, yeah. really good ones yeah. who'll just sit and have a chat with you and they're fantastic. That's um, right. That's right. They're really, really good. And I do think that's important as well. Yeah. I think you mentioned a really good point about contacting your landlord if there's damp or something. Yeah. Very important to point out, if anything happens, your landlord should help you. You're paying them rent for a reason. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and also citizens advice bureau is always a good one to have. Um, and, and I think as well, um, knowing who to contact if your uh, washing machine isn't working or your cooker's not working and things like that. Um, but also in the parks, um, I've had a few experiences where people have had no electricity and we've had to talk them through that something has fused along the way and uh, talk them through how to work out, um, you know, if it's a light bulb that's gone that's knocked their electricity off or is it something in their kitchen and things like that and going through all the different appliances so I think you know having something in the parks as well that explains a little bit about the practical side of things like that as I think well. we've all been there and we're trying to figure out <laughs> what's tripped my electricity here yeah <laughs> <laughs> sure I've, I've been on the phone to people before going I don't know what to do <laughs> But I mean, even just little things, so, I mean, we prepared our young people uh, in terms of how to change light bulbs, how to change a plug, that sort of thing as well, so that they they aren't going out there and uh, not knowing how to do these things. But when we um, move them into their tenancies, we also show them how to test their fire alarms, um, how to change the batteries and the fire alarms and these kind of things as well. So. Make sure they know how to use the heating, I hope. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, gas boilers. Uh, it's They're been, the worst. <laughs> yeah, they are the worst. And so even with um, the, the um, how to use them, you know, the manual uh, in front of them, they still struggle with how to work their gas boiler so yeah. you know we we have yeah. one young man I think my um, staff have been down every week um, <laughs> and, and it's something as simple as you just need to press this button right if you press this button this will work <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's that but, I mean not everybody picks up as quickly and it's hard yeah. if you're just seeing this new thing that you've never seen before. It does take a while to get used to it. Yeah, that's I right. I mean, certainly things like washing machines can be so overly complicated with all the different settings that you need the manual yeah. there anyway. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And and I think, you know, 
you need to expect that you're going to make a, a major cock up along the way, whether it's, you know, putting your washing on it's uh, too high a temperature or something and um, ruining some of your favourite clothes. You know, these things happen when you first move out, when you're just learning, you know. Oh, they happen to everyone. Everyone's yeah. had that experience. No matter how experienced they are in life, <laughs> there's always going to exactly. be something that someone does. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but I, I suppose, I mean, we've touched on neighbours a little bit, but I think that, <clears throat> you know, think things are really different in this uh, day and age. But I think it, it's really important to be friendly with your neighbours, uh, speak to your neighbours, because at some point in time, you may have to knock on their door and ask them for support in some way you know not everybody has the kind of supports that my young people have you know some people are going out and and uh, don't have anyone to pick up the phone and say this isn't working and I don't know what to do you know yeah. um so I, I I do think the importance of and it's not to say being in your neighbor's house all the time or or being at their door all the time but a friendly you know, hello when you pass them in the hallway exactly yeah, so you're a exactly. recognisable face if you ever do have an issue, I think. Yeah, that's right. Because mm -hmm. you never know when you're going to need something urgent. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Could happen at any time. Mm -hmm. I want to touch a little bit more on support that landlords give, because I think it's good for you to have the numbers of plumbers and electricians yourself, but a lot of landlords actually have their own specified people that they like to come out and do it. Yeah. So it's always right. good to just double check that your landlord is happy for you to get your own person out. Because exactly. some landlords can yeah. be a bit funny about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I mean, if you're living in um, like local authority council housing, you know, any repairs that needs to be done on the flat needs to be done by them. And that's the same for um, different housing associations like Langstein Housing or Black Creek Housing um, or Apply for Homes, I think it, it is as well. The, uh, they all do their own repairs. So you need to uh, go and them. get the, the repairs done. The, the issue with that is timing and sometimes they can't, you know, they're not the greatest for getting things done when you need them done yeah. <laughs> and you can if, sit in your house all day one day and then they'll come the next day when you're working <laughs> exactly exactly and you can be sitting in so they don't give you time so you've got to sit in from eight o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night just in case somebody's coming and they can't say they'll be there in the morning or the afternoon so like waiting yeah. for an amazon parcel but it's more important <laughs> yeah, uh, particularly, you know, if you've moved out, you may be going to college or university or, you know, working, um, you, you don't have that option. And not everybody has someone that can sit in their house all day waiting for a repair guy to come, you know. Well, that's it, you know, if it yeah. needs, well, to happen, needs to happen, repair, repair working person. knowledge is priority. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, with private landlords, obviously, you know, if you if you are um, renting a furnished property, for instance, then, yeah, you need to check with your landlord that they're happy for you to go ahead and get someone to fix the washing machine that they've provided with you for you. You know, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, landlords can be um, quite tricky sometimes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's always better to check with them in case they're not happy with what you're doing. <laughs> exactly, because you could exactly. suffer from that a lot later on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Carol. It's been great to have you here, and I've definitely learned a lot. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. No worries at all. This is part of our independent living series on Many Pathways. If you have any questions you'd like answered about living independently, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Many Pathways Hub or email us at manypathwayshub at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.